0: It's Melissa Legacy, creator of the Mommy Time podcast. I'm a mom of two girls, entrepreneur, and virtual assistant. I'm really excited to interview other mamas and women and share with you everything I'm learning in life, business, and motherhood. Okay, I'm so excited to have Allison here with me today. She is an influencer from Winnipeg, and I absolutely just adore her Instagram account. So Allison, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Hi,
1: yeah, for sure. Hi, um, my name is Allison. I'm um, on Instagram known as Mom Boss Boys. I am a Winnipeg content creator and I have three boys at three very different ages. So my youngest is two, my middle is eight, and my oldest is 13.
0: Awesome. So I had asked um, a bunch of questions or I had asked people to ask me questions about how you got started with like influencing on your Instagram account. So some of the one of the questions I got
1: was how did you get started um, this is like a really interesting part story of my life actually so before I was before my page was what it was which is the content creating and influence account it actually used to be a small shop so a lot of people don't know this but Teach and I used to own a small shop where we used to design and create kids clothing so um, from when Keto was about t- maybe two, up until we did this for maybe a few years before we went on to new ventures but the following and the creation of my page used to be um completely small shops we got to work at we did third and bird shows um we were we were shipping clothing all over the world from saudi arabia australia california new york like everywhere so that's where the page started and then it went dormant for a few years when i did my own other businesses and then Um, after I had my last son, Jasper, um, I really wanted to just kind of do something on that account. And we weren't going to do clothing anymore. So I just figured I'd just start posting about us and posting about our family and posting about things and started and then I started writing. So I started writing and I started blogging. And I had really bad postpartum anxiety. So writing and posting and, and just being real with everyone was really a great way for me to kind of let everything out and and was a catharsis for me. Um, and so that's how the account started and that's how it grew to what it is today.
0: Okay, awesome, so you didn't really have like, you didn't start the account with the intention of that being, of it being what it is today.
1: Right, it was just, it was a way for me to like, get things out and really express myself and and get some, some of that postpartum stuff that was getting really difficult for me. And it resonated with people and there's an audience for that and people started following and latching and talking to me about it and reading my writing and that was all just kind of how everything came together
0: amazing okay that's awesome and then um so I guess the next question was how many followers did you have when you got your first collab
1: so this is not going to be like some other other people because they already had the following so by the time I already had the account we had maybe six or seven thousand followers from our small shop and um and then it was I didn't really remember having a lot more traction after that. So it's kind of where I started. So that's where I started. And then I was able to get a couple collabs and, and it was really just like small stuff. And, and I didn't I didn't even think that anyone was gonna say yes to me. Everyone was just like, just ask, like what's the worst thing they're gonna do, say no. And yeah. so I just asked and then and the answer was yes. And it kind of snowballed into that snowball effect after that.
0: Okay, and then I guess that's another question too. So for people who wanna get started like with doing collabs with companies, So you just got started and you just asked companies if they wanted
1: to collaborate together with you? Yeah, like there were just companies that were resonating with me, things that I thought I would use and seeing what I could do with that. Um, I started by initially pitching myself and saying, hey, like I'd love to work with you. Are you interested? And it was a lot of, that happened a lot in the small shop community too. Like there was a lot of collaborations where you work with other brands and other companies and you'd put outfits together and all that kind of stuff. So that came a little bit more natural, but what I was doing was not just outfits anymore. It was like products and baby things and and, and, and CBD stuff. And so that was like super different. And people said it, started saying yes. So that's kind of how it started. And then as I grew my brand more, I was able to focus more on the brands that I wanted to work with and that resonated with me. And that's kind of where I have established my brand up to this point.
0: Okay, awesome. Yeah, so I when I had first got started, I saw one of my friends who had, I had 3,000 followers and she had like 5,000 and then I saw that she started doing collabs with companies and I was like, how do you do that? That's so cool. Like, I want to do that. And she was like, seriously, like just message companies and ask. So she had sent me like a template of the email or the message that she sends. And I just honestly used that. And then I just messaged people. And I actually got my first collab when I had 3,000 followers. And I was so surprised, but I got a collab with Envy when I only had like 4,000 and I was so pumped. And that was like my first like really big one. And I was like, oh my God, I was like, am I like, am I like, okay to do this? Like, I was like, (laughs) they picked me and they said yes to me because I had done a bunch of like small things. And then I was like, oh my gosh, they're sending me like a whole mattress and a whole like two pillows. Like, that's crazy. Um, but yeah, so I got started with less and I guess when I got started, it was just my personal account and then I saw somebody else doing it and then I was like, I want to do that. So I just asked, um, so we, I guess we basically did the same thing by just like sending out messages to companies and asking. And then the next question was how many followers did you have when you started charging for posts?
1: This, I can't really remember because it seemed like. It was something quite slow that happened. I did a lot of like freebies. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I definitely had less than 10,000. It, it was probably shortly after I started doing it and when I started blogging about, and blogging for companies. I think my first paid one was Feel CBD. So I worked with a CBD company. Um, and I got paid for product and I got paid for blogging and I got paid for writing. Um, and so I think that was my first real paid gig. I know there's like different platforms where you can sign up for like certain things and they give you like 50 bucks to post this or, you know, <clears throat> smaller collaborations that way. And I think that's like a great way to get started. It's a great way to get your foot into the door and a great way to start getting paid on these platforms um, versus doing free product. When I first started, I don't remember that there being as many Um, like platforms for that. But I think now if you were to enter the world, like you can start off getting paid right off the hop. And I think if your intention is to work for it for money, you should start asking for money right when you start and not like sell yourself short. Like you don't have to have a huge following to be able to get collaborations. You don't have a huge, have to have a huge following to get paid. You just need a good quality audience. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's really important too, because Like the micro influencers are so huge. And I saw somebody post about how, like, people who have hundreds of thousands of followers, their engagement is like way less than people who have like 20,000 followers because Mm -hmm. those people are like, it's more of a community than just like a popularity thing, I guess. And they're engaging with their followers more. So their followers are more likely to like, order stuff that they're sharing because they have an actual connection with the person and it's not just like somebody they follow um and then another question was how do you decide oh I guess do that how do you find the confidence to do that so I guess like how did you find the confidence to get started with like sharing all of these things on social media
1: um I guess that's something that you just have to decide you have to decide how much of you you want to put out there if you're going to be doing this on a platform where you're trying to create influence, you have to create that interconnection with your audience. So you have to really make yourself a little bit more vulnerable with your audience so that they can make that connection with you, get to know you a lot more and be able to trust you. Yeah. So, no, go ahead. So I, I really think that it's um it's part of when you're when you're establishing your brand and establishing what you do, want to do you have to decide that you want to put yourself out there you have to put yourself forward it's like for anything like any job that you want to put yourself forward for you have to really you know take the first step and be like hey this is my resume this is what I want to do this is what I'm gonna find out my worth it's it's no different than from applying for a job right
0: yeah. Um, And then I guess speaking on that too, has there ever been a time where you like shared something and then you had like, I guess, a negative reaction from it or um, you you were like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have shared that? I feel like that all the time. If
1: I ever really share anything that's really deep and personal, I'm like, oh my God, are people going to think I'm crazy? Are people going to like think that they can relate to me? Am I going like way too deep? Do I need to be in therapy? Like I have this inner monologue with myself of like, are people really gonna get this? Are people really gonna resonate with this? And I'm just gonna like, you know what? Screw it. You just just do it and do you, because what people like most about when you are real and vulnerable is the fact that you are letting yourself be out there and they can be like, Oh yeah, I feel that way too. I yeah. feel that way too. And that's just such a nice connection to have. It is a really great way to like build your audience and get them to trust you. And when they trust you, then they'll buy things that you recommend, they'll listen to your advice. It's stuff like that, right?
0: Yeah. Well, it's funny that you say that because the reason I followed you was because a girl that I know was I was like, "Where are you getting like all these tips and stuff from?" And she's like, "Oh my God, my friend posts the best products and like the best stuff. You should, should follow her." And then she sent me your Instagram profile, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh my God, I love this girl." <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I guess the million-dollar question: How do you grow your following?
1: You know, it's really about creating quality content and that's what all the content creators tell you. It's really about creating quality content, something that your audience can relate to, connect with and something that they like to see. So whether you're doing like entertaining reels or if you're doing like a static post or if you're going to come and be present to stories, you have to make all of these ways for people to connect with you and for people to really appreciate the message that you're, you're giving them and creating that quality content for them. There's no like tricks or you know, ways to do it, like giveaways are great, giveaways are great ways to, you know, boost something, but in order to retain those people from giveaways, you have to be able to create quality content that people want to look at, people want to answer to, people want to comment on, people want to like, because I can tell you people will scroll and they will, they might like your stuff, but they might not like it enough to hit that like button so that they see it again, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So you just have to really create something that people really want to look at, listen to and And yeah, either be funny, be thoughtful, um, be yourself and be the most authentic self self that you have, because that's what people like to look at and people like to see and people like to respond to.
0: Yeah. And I feel like with like Instagram is always changing. Like I totally from like when you started, like when, from when I started, Instagram has changed so much. And so I guess you got to like stay on top of the changes because like just with like reels in the last like few months since summer, have exploded and my reach on my like my pictures is so much lower than it used to be but my reach on my reels is like insane so i have you like noticing the same thing
1: oh 100 like there's such a difference and i know that they were saying like you know um instagram is like a a video app but it's still a picture app and 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 it's not that's not true like if you look at what the numbers are telling you it's videos people want to see reels people want to watch the videos, you have 15 seconds to really capture somebody's attention. And really, out of those 15 seconds, you really only have three to five to really get someone in before they're going to start scrolling along. So um, those three to five second pitches are like the most important thing going forward, I, I think, in my opinion,
0: anyways. Yeah, when I was like, I follow this girl who does like um, so her account right now is specifically just like real tips. And some of the tips that she follows or says is like, yeah, in the first three seconds, you need to capture your viewers' attention to make sure that they're going to watch your video to the end. So, in the first three seconds, using words like you, quick tip, and that is going to be like, okay, or easy. People get intrigued because they're like, oh, like this is something that I should learn about. So I've been like trying to, I'm trying, I have a bunch of my drafts and I'm like, I need to just post these. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just started doing it on TikTok because I have a following, a better following on TikTok. And now I'm like trying to transition with um, Instagram. Do you have TikTok too?
1: I have and you know what they're not the same they're not the same type of platform they're so completely different I'm actually like no shame no shame in this game but I'm doing a TikTok course right now because I just it's just not something that I'm familiar with it's brand new the audience is different the style is different I'm like an OG Instagram girl I've been posting on, on Instagram since 2014 or 15 like that like 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 the the world has changed so much and I'm like I need to keep up with the time. So I'm taking a TikTok course because yeah. I need to keep up and everyone's like, well it's just TikTok. You just have to do this. I'm like, no, no, you don't just have to do this. Like it's it's a different algorithm. It's a different way of doing things. You connect with people a lot more differently on TikTok than on Instagram. I'm not I, well. I you teach me your ways. Yeah.
0: So I feel like I got lucky with TikTok at the beginning. And then I kind of just kept like running with it because I downloaded it when COVID started just as, cause I kept seeing like ads about it. And I was like, what is this TikTok thing? And people like dancing. So I I downloaded the app and then I was like watching all these videos and I was like, I can't do this. I don't want to do this. Cause I was so used to just posting pictures. And if I was posting a video, it was like me talking quickly on my story about something, not like doing a dance and like making like video content. So I was like, Oh, I'll never do this. And then I had randomly posted a video of my youngest daughter eating and she got like hangry and like she got a spoonful of her meal and then she was like ah, ah, and she got angry and this video blew up and there was like six hundred thousand views on it and i was like what i was like how in the world and people were like sending me the video and they're like oh my god i just saw your your daughter on the for you page like this video was so funny and then i had instagram accounts tagging me because they were taking my video And then they would tag me and be like, Oh, this baby's so funny. Like, Oh, this hangry baby. And I was like, what is going on? Like, this is crazy. And then I, that's when I like got more invested in it. And then I started posting more and posting like two to three times a day, like everybody was saying, but I also feel like reels on Instagram. I feel like Instagram is more of a professional app where people pay more attention to like detail and things being like pretty and perfect. And then TikTok's like wild. Like people just post whatever the things that some people are posting. I'm like, Oh my God. Like my mom, if I posted that, she'd be like, take that down immediately. And I'm like, are people's bosses like not watching or like what is going on? Because there's some very like intimate and like very like personal things being shared. 100% So.
1: 100% like like I can't post what I post on Instagram on TikTok it does not perform the same like no. You, there's no connection there like I think Instagram's the kind of the classier app and TikTok is like I can't say these things on Instagram that I can say on TikTok so like it's no. like a whole new realm of inappropriateness for me and I'm all for it so I'm hoping to
0: yeah, I love it. It's like, it's ruthless and like, it makes me feel like better. Cause I feel like it's like more real. Like when I go on Instagram and I see all these perfect pictures, I'm like, oh yeah, that's great. And it's like a beautiful collage of your life. But it's like, I feel like on Instagram, everybody's lives are so perfect. And then there's that one post where people will be like, oh, this is what I'm struggling with, but it's still a beautiful picture. And then yes. I TikTok, you go and people are like crying makeup down their face. And they're like, this is what I'm struggling with. And I'm like, oh my God, me too. And it's just, it's, it's so different. And it's funny that you say that like with performance, because me and my oldest daughter's dad, we had done a a video, we recorded a podcast episode and then I was like, we should make a TikTok about it. And we, it was like a Kevin Hart voice and, um, we had posted it on TikTok and there's like 280,000 views on that video. And I posted it on Instagram and there's like 4,000 views. I was like, what? Like, it was so funny I thought, and then I posted on TikTok, TikTok loved it, and Instagram was like, meh, not really. <laughs> yeah, totally different. Um, so yeah, so yeah, TikTok is great, but yeah, it's so, 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 so different. Um, and then the next question that I had was, how do you choose what companies you want to work with and that you don't want to work with?
1: Um, it depends on if I've pitched to them or if they've pitched to me, right? Mm-hmm. So. If a company's pitching to me, um, they'll kind of tell me what their product that they're trying to sell or the service that they're trying to sell. And I have to determine whether or not that resonates with me in my life. Is this practical for me? Is this something that I'm going to use? Because like I said, the best version of yourself is to put your most authentic self on, right? Mm-hmm. So if I'm not going to use it, if I can't, if I can't create a pitch for it myself, it just doesn't resonate with me. So yeah. I won't do it. So there's lots of like really great companies that have pitched to me that I haven't um, gone with because their products are just not what, what's going to suit my needs, suit my customers and suit my lifestyle. I don't want to promote anything that would not give my audience my most authentic self.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's super important too. And like I definitely made the mistake at the beginning where like I was so excited, I was just like, oh my god, I'm gonna accept anything. And then I would get some stuff and I'd be like, how am I gonna post about this? Like I don't even like this doesn't make any sense. Um, so that leads me to the next question. What do you do if you receive a product that you don't like?
1: I've done it and I've gotten it and yeah, it doesn't get posted. I can tell you that it doesn't get posted. And, you know, the companies will either decide like, hey, you could just send it back to us or thanks for your honest feedback or do you want to try something else? And so there's been a company that I worked with where I use their product and it screwed up my face. And and I was like, you know what? I'm not posting this. Like I just don't love it. I just don't really like it. It's not going to work for me and it's not going to work for my life. Yeah. And they're like, okay, well, you know, thanks for trying it or, you know, just keep it. Or they asked me to try something else and I tried something else. And so I tried it and then it's a US company and then COVID hit and they're like, you know what, we're not going to do overseas. We're not doing Canadian. So you can just keep everything and we're going to go buy. And so that's kind of what happened. That's what happened to me. But that's what happens to something like you should be honest with your company that you're working with. Mm -hmm. If you don't like their product, you really shouldn't promote it because it's not good for you and it's not good for them. I know there's companies that have said like, hey, we don't want you to put us in negative light. I have given honest feedback from companies, honest reviews. And I can tell you that they have not always liked my honest opinion. And so they're like, you know, what, we don't want you to put us in negative light. I said, you know what? I phrased this in a way that is best for my situation. If you don't like it, I will adjust it for you. However, I'm not going to change what happened. So if you want me to take something out and say that this didn't happen, it's not authentic to me. It's not my authentic self. And I mean, I've posted it and I've talked about it and I probably won't work with them again, but it's, it's about being the most authentic version of myself. It's not worth it to me to, um, take back what I said or take back the content. If it's not, it's not me, it's not real. And if the companies can't handle people being honest and truthful for them, it's not a company that I want to work with anyways. Yeah. So I mean, you just got to take it for what it is and just be honest with your companies and, and, you know, take it and move on.
0: Yeah. When I, I've received a few products that I was just like, I cannot post this or like I saw their Instagram and how something was supposed to work and it didn't work the same when I used it for myself. So I was just like, I can't post something and give the impression that like, this product is going to work this way when it's not working for me. Like then it just, yeah, like you're basically like lying and it's like, I don't like, I just didn't feel comfortable. And then there was another one with food and it just honestly tasted horrible. And I just told them that I was like, I, I, can't eat it. I was like, I can't even eat it. I was like, I'm sorry. Like I, I can't post it. So at that point then like they've sent the free product, but I haven't invoiced them yet. So then you just don't get paid. Like they never asked me for the products back. Um, and there was only like two or three that it's happened where I'm like, I'm sorry. I just like, I cannot go through with this. They've never asked for the products back, but at that point, two of them were actually unpaid and the one was supposed to be paid. And yeah, like if I'm not posting for them, then I just, I obviously didn't like collect the money. Right. Right. So that was like kind of my experience with that, but I felt so bad. I remember the first time that happened, I was like so scared to tell them that I didn't want or they I didn't even say anything I was kind of like avoiding it and then they had emailed me and they were like hey when are we gonna see your post it was supposed to be up last week and I was just like oh I don't even want to tell you that I don't like this right now <laughs> but yeah it's good to be honest with these two like you said like if there's something that you don't like and you don't feel comfortable posting you don't have to and then yeah I guess if they want their stuff back send it back yeah exactly Um, and then I guess, what is your best tip for people getting started?
1: Um, figure out what you want to do. Really? It's really about figuring out your niche and really staying in that realm because I can tell you from like doing all of the things. Like, I don't know if you noticed this, but I don't really do toys anymore. I don't really do baby products anymore. They just didn't resonate with me anymore. They resonated with me when my kids were like little and they were young and they liked toys, but I won't do them anymore because, or I don't generally do them anymore because it's not something that they'll be interested in. And I don't want to just get something just to have it. It's really about figuring out like what I like, what works for my lifestyle and really what am I trying to represent? So my best advice is to really figure out your niche, what you want to do and what you want to represent, because that is going to dictate and give you the direction on everything that you need to do, whether it be asking people for what they want, how you're going to benefit them and how to brand yourself.
0: Okay, and then speaking on your niche, can you elaborate a little bit more on that for somebody who like may not know exactly what that means?
1: So um, there's so many great accounts out there and if I'm looking for, like, a food account, I'm going to, like, the foodie accounts of Winnipeg. What do I want to eat today? Oh, let's see what hungry Winnipeg is eating. Or, you know what, I, I can't think of any, like, t- what, what am I going to do for this next reel? You know what, I'm going to go to Neat and Social, because she's going to put in a tip on what my calendar plan should be for the month. You know what I mean? Like, um, I need to find, like, a new outfit. And then I'll go to like a fashion girls, like, you know, Instagram. So like really figure out the niche and what you want to be promoting and what you want to be um, posting because it's going to be indicative of like the brands that you work with and what you want your feed to look like. It's all going to give you that direction once you figure out what you want to represent.
0: Okay. And then another question I had for you was, do you use a content calendar?
1: I don't use a content calendar, although I should, I don't, I, I honestly don't. Like I do it by the fly and I'm like, I'm so like, go, go, go with my life. And with the three boys, like our lives are just so busy. I don't really have the capacity to plan out my content, but I am going to make a point to do that because I think it is a great idea to do that. And it keeps you focused and keeps like, okay, so I'm going to do this next and this next and this next instead of like, I've been like happy go lucky. I'm like, I'm just going to go with the flow and see what you want to do. But when you want to make it a business and you want to grow your business, you really got to, you know, schedule yourself out. Like I got to do a reel. They got to do this. This is my content this day, this day. So like you should do it because my way isn't always the right way. And I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out anyways. It's all like, it's all changing all the time, right? Before when you just got product, you never had to really think about what you're going to do next. You're just like, oh, I'm just going to create. Okay. I got this. Got to shoot it. Got to mm-hmm. post it. And then it was like that next, next, next. And then you put like your filler posted and then, you know, just like things that you want to post about. And that's how I've kind of been up until this point where I'm like, Hey, I really got to focus my content and really create a calendar of like things that I'm supposed to be doing versus like, versus like just doing whatever.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So, and then filler content, can you explain what that is? So in
1: terms of filler content, it's really just when you're not advertising, what are you posting? Mm-hmm. what are you feeling in the space? What do you, what else are you creating? So for me, it's about talking about like my self journey and talking about my journey. Cause it, it helps me to continually like, like in, engaging in my own work mm-hmm. because I did this for my own creative freedom. I started this for my own creativity and my own outlet. And the moment I started doing more and more ads that was taken away from all of that. And so I needed to find a way to balance, I got to do some ads, but I also have to do something for me, something that I can create for me. And something that makes me feel like I am in charge of this space. This is my creative space and to continue to add things to that. So I will decide, you know, I really want to talk about this. I'm feeling this right now. And that's my filler post. It's when I'm feeling something, I'm going through some stuff. I just want to do something for fun. I want to show you guys what my kids are doing. That's really fun. I wanted to show you this cute photo shoot that I did because I look really hot. And we're going to post that up and it, we're all going to feel good about it. I'm going to feel good yeah. about it. And we're going to, you know, make you guys feel good because I feel good. Right. Yeah. So that's what I mean by filler posts. It's stuff that you either want to do. Some people do like, you know, um, canvas. Some people do like scenery posts some people just do like selfies because it's selfie Sunday and you're going to post a selfie. It's like yeah. stuff like that. And just, just fun stuff about you that isn't always ad based.
0: Yeah. And then I guess the last question I have for you is just with engagement, because a lot of companies, instead of like, they don't, I feel like a lot of companies don't even look at your followers anymore and don't look at how many likes you have anymore. Like it used to be it's comments. So how do you engage with your community to get them like commenting on your stuff too?
1: Um, it's a lot of like work. It's a lot of work to engage with your community and, when following new people or getting new people to follow you in order to retain those people, like, it's really great to like go into their feeds and go into their posts and start commenting. And you know what, some people, some people send like a message, like, thanks for following me in their DMS right when you get them. That's, if that's great, if you're, that's your style, and that's how you want to connect with your people. That's not how I choose to do it. If they're going to spend time going through my posts, liking my stuff and they're going through my stuff and commenting, I want to go through their stuff and I am going want to comment and I'm going to reciprocate that activity yeah. and that engagement because it makes them feel good that I've taken my time to do that for them I had somebody come to me in real life and be like um you know I remember you because you sent me a dm I asked you where you got something and you got it you told me that you got it from Superstore, and I was like I was like the fact that you remember that is so meaningful to me because yeah. like you know you get into this space where like you have like so many followers and then you're just like you have DM after DM after DM. It actually, that's a real life thing. You're just full of DMs all the the time. But for someone to say to you in person, I remember you and I asked you this and you told me that you got this from Superstore. And I was like, That is the most meaningful DM that I have ever had up to this point in my career because it's the fact that you remembered me. It was meaningful to you that I took my time, even though it's just like, I just said Superstore. Like it's not a big deal to me, but you remember that. And that is to me so important. Making those connections with people is important. So not only do I get to make these connections online, but I get to, you know, it gets to translate and transition into like real life. And now I've made it like a real life connection with someone that I've met online. And all I did was tell them that I got something at Superstore. I'm going to definitely appreciate that, appreciate that, and engage with that, and it just, it just changes the situation tenfold, because you think it's, like, nothing to say, hey, I'm really into your outfit, like, I really love the look of that, you think it's nothing, but when you see it, if you were to get that message, you'd be, like, that's nice, that makes me feel good, I feel good about this
0: outfit, like, you know, it's, yeah, it's funny, because somebody had said to me, like, they were, like, I was, like, oh, I don't know what to comment on people's posts sometimes, and they're, like, well, just, like, what's the first thing? So now every time I see somebody's post, I just look and I'm like, what's the first thing that I see that pops out to me that I like? And then that's what I comment. Because if you're going to be like engaging with your community and you're just like, Oh, stunning, cute, blah, blah, blah. Like people can smell a phony from a mile away. Mm-hmm. And, like they know that it's not like genuine. So I try to really make like genuine comments and like if I'm going to engage with somebody making it like something that I actually like really like enjoy about their profile or what they're posting and what they've posted.
1: 100% like I, genuine comments genuine engagement that's really what your like the companies are looking for right and then looking at you engaging into that I don't know all the rules. I can tell you that there's probably a lot more people that know that you're supposed to like respond within this amount of time and like their thing and blah, 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 this. Like, I don't know all the rules. All I know is like, just make it genuine. Just make it real for you. And I'm sure there are better ways to do it. Like you should do it with, like within the first half hour and like everyone saying an answer within 24 hours. I'm sure those are all great engagement metrics. But at the end of the day, like really, if you really want to connect with these people, like make it real, make it genuine, make it you. Sometimes yes. I'm so busy with my three kids that I don't have like I'll answer your comments within 48 hours. But you know what? That's just me. That's just life. That's just how it's meant to be. It's it's real that way. So I don't try to be phony that I'm gonna like get back to you like that. Like I don't have anything else to do. I'm yeah. trying to put three kids. To, I'm trying to put three kids to bed. I'm trying to feed them. This one has basketball. This one has tutoring. This one there's not enough time in the day for that. So, yeah. um, I'm not ignoring you. I'm gonna look at all your comments. I read them all. I just it's gonna it's gonna take time. So and I appreciate that people understand that and respect that. And and yeah, so that's that's it.
0: Okay, awesome. Well thank you so much for taking the time to record with me. And where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram, you can find me on Facebook, you can find me
1: on TikTok <laughs> at Mombasa Boys. <laughs> and TikTok's not as good as Melissa's, alright I'm I'm telling you straight. I'm not as funny, but I will. I, I might be as funny, but I just haven't posted that I'm as funny. So yeah.
0: we'll Get there with your course.
1: Yeah, I'll get there. I'll get there. <laughs> but you can find me um, primarily on Instagram at Boys. Um Always present, always there. And thank you again, Melissa, for having me. This was such a wonderful experience and it was wonderful to connect with you.
0: Thank you so much for taking the time to do this with me. you so much for listening to the mommy time podcast i would love if you could rate and leave a review and subscribe you guys are seriously what makes this possible also head over to instagram and follow the podcast account for new episode updates at mommy time podcast and you can also follow the melissa legacy for my life and business updates see you guys next time